Apple trading life isn't always as glamorous as I make it out to be. I mean, am I good at pretending it is? Yes. Is it? Is that healthy? No. But I feel like I didn't choose the Apple life. Like Apple's chose me, you know? Like literally some Apple guy actually came up to me and said, this will be your life now and it will be a life of loneliness. I, I'm Russell Tindall, by the way. I'm, I'm one of your co-hosts of this Adventure Time podcast and with me as always is uh, Ned Pruitt, Nettie P, AKA DJ, DJ of the Nettie of the P. It's and it's it's a shame, Ned, but I think that's what I'm doing. I'm quitting my job. I think I'm going to go off and I'm going to farm apples and sell it. I mean, that's what's so great about two way communication, right? Is that you can just you can do stuff like that. You can just go and talk with other people and be like, "Hey, I have <laughs> this apple. I promise it's not cursed. It's not going to sh- make you shrink. You have can- have an apple." You can uh, agree to disagree. You can <laughs> politely disagree. You can like, politely disagree. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, I love it. Well, if you can't it's tell so good. today from Russell's uh, squirrel, we're talking about up a tree. I mean, I mean Fiona and Cake episode three. Cake and uh, cat. What? Not what? up a tree? What? What are the chances they're going to go and take this random? Dang, I was going to say ass. This random ass character from season five, episode what three or four? And go, oh, or episode five, season four, episode five. Is that what it was? Up a tree? Mm-hmm. Season five, yeah, it's wh- wherever four? we left off, know. which was episode, I think four. It was I season think five. Four was up a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Episode four. I have it written wrong in my notes. Um, yeah. It's crazy that they're just like, this is the character that we're bringing back. Fiona and Cake, very special, very fun. Lots of good callbacks. Also, like main characters that we haven't brought up yet, but that squirrel that was voiced by Mark Marin. That's the one. That's the one we're bringing back. <laughs> well, and, and it works. I like it. Yeah, it I was like very it a lot. odd. Um, for my fans out there, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do somebody like Toronto in this role specifically. I think Toronto would have been a, honestly a better choice, but it wouldn't. We wouldn't have have had had the uh, like Cake decides to be the hero. And pretty much like Cake and Fiona have their moment in this episode where they're going to be like, you know, the Finn and Jake style, protect the citizens of Ooh. Um, Mm -hmm. So Cake has her little moment with doing it with uh, the tree critters and Fiona has her moment with the village critters, I'm (laughs) going to say. Okay. Um, But yeah, I, I thought the, I mean, this episode had a little less like girthy content, obviously, like nothing cry really nothing crazy as much as the first two episodes and not as definitely yeah. not as much as the next episode but i think maybe this one served the purpose of the fact that almost every single character in the marketplace is a callback to an old episode or a background character and like literally i watched a whole video um about it to slow it down and be like well what am i missing um you know, who, who do I, am I, and literally almost everybody, uh, with the exception of maybe a few are like straight, like this is the, this wild berry from this wild berry kingdom episode. Wow. And this is, uh, this, the only people, and, um, I'll, I'll get off the, we don't want to like break down all the people, trust me. But my one thing about these people that I thought was kind of cool is that there are pillow people in this little village from Pahoy or or whatever you want to call that episode. 
it is coming up in season five, so we will be reviewing that one pretty soon. Uh, but it kind of in that episode, Finn basically uh, they build a giant pillow fort, and he like goes into the pillow fort and can't get out. And it, there's like a pillow universe inside, and he lives like a whole entire life in that universe, and then it's like escapes as an old man, just like ten minutes later in the real world. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But in essence, apparently. Also, that world is destroyed, like, by Gold himself. So the fact that there's pillow people in this episode is also possibly indicative that, you know, that we're getting, like, kind of these multiversal, universal crossovers that something with Prismo is is definitely going awry right now. Yeah, I was getting a little bit of a sense of that, especially with the ending of this episode oh, yeah. where Fiona and Kate disappear. And then also there's the hot dog night number seven mm-hmm. that glitches into a normal hot dog, which was really fascinating during the monologue with Kate uh, where she's singing her song and honestly kind of being a bad guy. She's just wrecking the market and just destroying yeah. everything or she's just being a cat. I don't know. That's, I, I'm not that a cat was, person. I don't that know. That was what my kind of deep thought about this was, was that... I think we're like, oh, how does Cake not know that she's destroying? It's like, but like, dude, Cake, uh, 20 minutes ago was like, or I guess a day ago because she fell asleep, but uh, was just a cat in an apartment. Like we would not have had expectations about any sort of like higher intelligence. So uh, you wouldn't know kind of what was bad or what was hurting people necessarily unless, you know, like the squirrel says, you've got two-way communication. So this was probably she probably shredded everything up and ate everything and destroyed everything. And then once she actually saw people were mad, she was like, I guess I'm not really supposed to do that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, no, man. And I will say just for anyone new to our podcast, like I'm, I'm new to the show. I'm on season five. We're going through this uh, adventure time one episode at a time, but I did want to say, and this could be a dumb observation, but to what you were just saying, Ned, like cake is far more, like animated and expressive Mm -hmm. as soon as that voice box gets on her. And I know that's for the purposes of the show and so that she can be a character and not just be a cat with cat observations the entire time. She can be truly Kate the cat, uh, which is fantastic. But it was, it was fascinating how there are aspects just like with Jake, when we're watching the show, there are moments where he's like being a dog and, and Finn's treating him like a dog. Like he's laying on Finn's lap or something like that. And he's being pet for a moment. And those are moments where Cake, where Cake's kind of being, I don't know, destructive in a way, yeah, or that's, just that thinking her about herself or something. Cat you know? moment for sure. And in this episode, yeah. climbing the tree, and definitely with the uh, clawing and gnawing, like she's just clawing all the cloths and <laughs> like ripping up the tree. People, I don't think she even necessarily understands. Like she's only seen, in theory, she's only seen humans, right? Um, and so being able to see like walking rocks and trees, I don't, does Cake even really know what like sentience is? Or is she just kind of <laughs> yeah. considering these things just to be like, just sticks and trees and, you know, a cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. Hey, second dumb thought. I'll have a new segment. This episode is going to be Russell has two dumb thoughts. Uh, if there was an animal in the real world that would act like Cake would have that sort of sentience and that just like, animated nature as soon as they have a voice box on them it would be killer whales i swear those things are way smarter than we're letting them mm-hmm. or than we know oh, you know you've like, been watching all those videos of those killer I'm in whales on like it. Yeah, yeah i'm in on it man like i'm in on it. whatever the conspiracy is i don't even know i just they're just way too smart and i 
They're like, as soon as we give them a voice box, they're just going to be like, you know, I've been thinking about uh, my life and existentialism. And let me tell you my thoughts on yeah. uh, Plato's, you know, like it, it'd be something nuts. So anyway, it's be something nuts. but yeah, go back. I think people were giving a little bit of harshness to, or kind of hating a little bit on Kate, the cat and the squirrel and the moments that they had together throughout this episode. And like what you were saying, like this isn't as good as episode one. It's not as good as episode two. I haven't seen four yet, but you said it's not as good yeah, as the Prismo episode, episode four. I think this is, to me, a more natural Adventure Time episode. I think mm-hmm. Cake and Squirrel feel like Adventure Time moments that we have. Not every episode of Adventure Time, even up to episode or season five, mm-hmm. have been very intentional. And some of them are, but it's kind of rare and few between. And you have all these moments where you feel like, what did we just watch? Like yeah, those frogs that's, that's are just very like much this episode. dealing with another fraud that like has the kiss is just trying to kiss people. It's like so random, you know? And yeah, and I think we get, we're getting, we're getting a little bit spoiled um, because this is not supposed to be uh, in my, at least in my understanding, this is not supposed to be like a special, a Fiona and cake special. It is like Fiona and cake the season. And so, I'm hoping that we get more than just like six episodes. Like that would kind of be a bummer for all that hype up. I'm hoping we get at least 10, if not more. And this would be one of the things that would indicate that we're going to get some more content is that not every episode has to be mind boggling. I just, you know, this just tied up 17 loose ends from the old show. Like that's what really next week and the next episode does a ton of that. But having like little sprinkles in there, you, you don't want to just drown people in theories and conspiracies and canon and lore the whole time. Uh, it's what people yeah. are going to love about the show at the end of I the day, believe, but it's going to lose its adventure time episodes. if it doesn't. Yeah. I do think it's 10 episodes. I, I looked up the like list of titles, and I think it was 10 episodes long. So Okay, nice. Here, here's the hoping. That's what it ends up being. But Ned, before we go too much deeper into this episode, because we've already... Talked about a lot of it. Yeah, we've already I, just jumped into it. We don't. We I don't please, like doing a full on breakdown all the time. I know, I know, I know. But but I got it because we just won't talk about it. We're gonna forget about it. We got to yeah, talk about the Finn and Jake sequence. moment. Yeah. Yes, I need to know. Finn is beautifully bearded and he's in a crop top, crop top, crop yeah, top, crop, and crop top. Dude, crop top tank that top. is that is the vibe. That is this is the Finn that I wanted to see so bad. He feels like mm-hmm. he's in peak form. Jake feels a little bit less than peak form to me during this moment. He's breathing kind of hard and it seems like he's struggling to dodge arrows or spears or whatever. But this is peak Finn for sure. And I oh, yeah. don't think we got that in that second episode. I wanted more peak Finn. What well, are your thoughts on this opening se- sequence? There's some thought about this sequence in general um, because as soon as it's kind of like wrapped up, we do realize we're watching it because Prismo's watching it and Prismo's watching it and he's got, you know, like a uh, five o'clock shadow, like scruffles going he's on. He's looking rough. Ooh, he's yeah. looking, he's looking rough. Uh, he sees Finn and Jake and he has like this soft smile with their like adventuring. So if I had a theory and this, I mean, it's kind of proven in the next episode. I don't even know if this is like even a theory to prove is that, you know, uh, Jake has died in in the real world and that's like i think this Finn in this uh, so many view looks younger than the last Finn from the from simon petrikoff episode um that he's actually going back and like re-watching 
Ben and Jake's like best adventures um, and making him like just to, to cheer himself up. And that's why when he's ignores the little beeping on the remote that started when cake broke the, the portal barrier, he just takes it and he turns the volume up. He's just like so depressed. He can't actually like do his work and he's just kind of imploding into Finn and Jake Grable's. It has to be that, right? Because if he was just re-watching another dimension of a similar Jake or not quite the same Jake, that would feel weird. Like, yeah, it's not truly your friend. And I thought about that too. Is like, why doesn't Finn go to another dimension and get another Jake similar to his Jake? But you can't do that. You can't recreate those people. Like, it reminds me of the monkey's paw thing that we talked about when we were discussing actually that Prismo episode where bringing people back, like you're not always going to bring them back the same way it won't be the same it's not gonna be the same jake there's gonna be something off about it and it's gonna yeah, and, bug you and well it's, so it's a little I, bit of that and, um the patch it's he also has to just I think, be rewatching uh, clips i think adventure time's not going they're going on multiverse they're not going on infinite multiverse that there's not yeah. infinite versions of almost the same jake either. which so, again when we started season five we got very into you yeah, know yeah, the, very into that <laughs> all those theories uh so multiple wars worlds theory or whatever it was called i mean yeah. it's very fascinating stuff but i i just had to talk about it because jake suits my tops yeah jake it suit is, is so it was my runner-up good tops for sure uh and Dude, i come on you've gotten, man, a, li- you've gotten a little bit come of on. zergiak jake suit but there is a full-on jake suit episode we haven't done yet where finn like Basically, the concept is, you know, Finn's. I don't. This is not a spoiler. It's just a good episode. Is that uh, Finn's all about the Jake suit and he's like beating up bad guys and jumping out of trees and, and diving into lava. And Jake's like, "Hey, man, this actually like hurts my body." And then so mm. Jake actually goes inside of Finn and creates a Finn suit and like pushes Finn to his limit. That's um, creepy. As a Finn suit, yeah. He like he basically stretches like into all the fins like veins which is like really creepy but okay um, but has it always had nipples i gotta know because i don't remember uh, that definitely first episode. not in the zergiak episode i don't think so yeah well in this Finn episode has bigger kinda, pecs now you know yeah that's true uh, but they're they're kind of fighting a, a poltra-esque character the giant chicken from jimmy <laughs> from neutron, jimmy neutron. <laughs> yeah i just I watched that, that one the other week <laughs> Oh, nice, man. Dang, but, we should talk about that one soon. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that'd be a good, that'd be a good special, the Jimmy Neutron movie for sure. Um, did you, did you get a peep? I, I want to call this one, I think we have a new canon Finn sword. And I think it's, I just want to call it the axe sword, maybe? Because hmm. it looks like it's got two little tiny like axe blades on the side as the hilt. Shoot. I, I didn't um, notice it. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know where. I mean, obviously, we don't know where it came from, but I just like the fact that we kind of have another sword that Finn is using. Put put that in the list of like when we do top one swords, day yeah. top swords. I like that. That's good. Well, I have to keep that in mind, man. Well, yeah. it's a, it's a great opening sequence, and I even though this is obviously Cake the Cat the episode, I I don't know. It, it felt natural to me. It felt like. Hey, we are not totally going off in like a classic Adventure Time episode. There is the like canonness of this all is going to continue. Like we are going to keep moving forward. Don't worry. Finn and Jake are here for some reason, and you'll find mm-hmm. out later in the remote from the last episode. So it felt necessary. It was a little random at first, but I had I got my tops out of it and seeing Finn jump in the Jake and like do the like you know yeah, seven twenty twist or whatever. Yeah. Oh. 
It felt so good. It felt so good. I loved yeah. it. It makes me excited too, because again, just we mentioned this. I think when Finn was fighting um, the like River uh, Mudskipper last week too, is that is that like I love the fact that we can be more violent. So the fact that they do like a zipper motion to cut off this like mega chicken's head is pretty pretty epic. It's pretty epic, but you can have violence. I don't. I don't know if I like the fact that. The way Fiona reacts to the ice cream ice cream queen, as I'm calling her. Oh, it's like she, kicks the shit out of her. She kicks her. She assaults her. Like that's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, not cool. cool. Is she evil? Or I mean, she's she not evil, <laughs> but she's. If we are going into like, we will get the answer next week. I don't want to spoil anything for you either. But okay, based on our theory it, yeah. from last week, and like kind of these people living in Ice King's brain or Simon's brain that, you know, Ice Queen would be there in theory and she's not going to be very nice to Fiona no matter what. Uh, yeah, and, but Fiona can't just assault people out of nowhere. Yeah, it's she, crazy. She and then rip up her know, whole man. ice cream cart know. and then just kick the shit out of her in, the, in her gut. Yeah, it's kind of, she's kind of the bad guy and Kate kind of destroys the market and mm -hmm. wrecks Simon's apartment and I, well, they're not, they're not really, actually bad. I'm they're just, not really I'm just heroes. trying to be crazy. Yeah, well, and then yeah, at this not. point, they're not really heroes. And I think that's going to be kind of maybe another theory of mine is that through this, you know, coming out of Simon's brain portal, being in, in the land of Ooh, and then what happens at the end of this episode when she kind of beats up all of the uh, the little like, creatures and what just sentient things with yeah, a stick. yeah. That was like her first, like obviously she's not doing anything crazy. She couldn't do like a pole vault um, move and like fell over when she tried to do that. So like this is the beginning of them like retraining how to be good and how to be heroes, you know. But she Anakin Skywalker's that kid. She <laughs> she kills that kid, or not kills that kid. She whacks the kid that's just like sucking on a lollipop. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's not really bad. She's not really evil. But there are definitely things in this episode where I'm like, dude, what, what is happening? Right? Just because you're in a magical, new, wonderful world doesn't mean you can just go like no rules and do whatever yeah, you want. And well, and then Kate has to learn that too. Like they're they're in yeah. this magical world. They're definitely got kind of the the big eyes for the magic, but they're obviously operating in a way that it's kind of like, yeah, it's no rules. It's not my world. Like what's you know the harm in playing with this little hot dog person and smacking a little piece of cotton candy upside the head? And I was about to say when she poked the um the little balloon animal with the stick, and I thought the whole thing was gonna pop, and I was like. Oh my gosh, that would have been like straight up murder. Like that yeah, just popped its nose. Yeah. Yeah. But. I it's interesting. I'm so glad that you brought up the fact that she isn't a natural hero yet, because that that was just so obvious to me. And thinking back to the very first episode of Adventure Time, and also thinking about the age, Fiona is in her twenties, I'm pretty sure, in this mm -hmm. this series. She should be as kind of Finn's gender-bent character a hero like a natural born hero finn in episode one has plenty of heroic attributes and abilities that aren't natural to most people it's very fascinating to see her kind of fail at kicking something you know yeah and i think i think that may when we kind of come back and do a post-mortem of the whole entire show as a whole that's going to be kind of 
like in this magic world, her and Cake become heroes and they become good and they they are, you know, fighting for a purpose and something. And maybe just being in that boring world with nothing going on with what they kind of felt like was monotonous day over day over day, that adventuring, the ability to adventure, the magicness of a world that like you can adventure in is what brings out like your best traits, which is inherently Fiona being like the the hero in the show and Cake mm. being a hero. Yeah. They did they yeah. did that that didn't even form until they're in the magic world, you know. Yeah, we'll definitely see going forward. I um haven't seen the next episode yet, as I said, but yeah, I it, think it puts within a good the next light three in... or four, there's just gonna have something. There's gonna be a moment. Like what if Finn trains her? How yeah, crazy that's, what I'm, that's that kind be? of what I'm thinking too. Is if they're if they're doing all the episodes based on character names, there has to be a Finn the human episode, right? And yeah, I'd assume gotta... it has to do with Fiona and Cake, which would be kind of some sort of he becomes her Billy at the end of the day. Ooh, see what I'm yeah. saying? Because he's kind of older and ruffian like Billy was, and he can kind of train her up and you know hand over the keys to the treehouse if it if it you know as it as it stands, you know. Yeah, I mean, she's not exactly uh, super young, but she's plenty young and plenty naive. She's getting drunk in the park with her best friends drinking wine. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. I, you know, that feels very early 20s to me. I I, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. illegal. Is that illegal? Can you do that? I don't know. They're, yeah, they're so wasted. They're just illegal. passing out, dude. No, yeah, but you, you can't be like drunk, passed out in public. Isn't that? No. I don't know. That's, that's illegal okay. too. That's legal. No, too. that's public intoxication. Public indecency. Yeah. Yeah. I don't that's know. That's illegal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're just passing <laughs> out in the in, in like the main fountain of the park. It's kind of silly. It's yeah, great. I well, love it. Like I said, they they live in a super boring world uh, on purpose. I think again, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of what's yet to come. But okay. our theories were pretty right. If, if I'm yeah. just going to spoil it. Well, you've been thinking about you. the theories, right? And Simon, they're coming out of Simon's head. That, I don't know if this is referencing Fully Cooly. I've heard it being a Fully Cooly-esque portal or scenario because in Fully Cooly, which is one of my favorite animes, it's a the original series is six episodes long. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. It's very weird, but it's far more erotic the way they come out of people. It's more phallic the way that it oh, comes out yeah. of people's heads. But characters come out of their heads and they're constantly talking about how boring and dull and just normal their world is until the portal opens up and things kind of go awry. I, I couldn't help but notice that as well and notice that there are some similarities to some degree. But Kate comes out of Simon's head to begin with and she mentioned that she's she was following a song and she hums a song to... Simon, yeah. Ned, did you recognize that song? I, no, I have no I, idea. I even, I tried to Google it. I tried to see if there was Reddit threads on it. Uh, but Simon gets really upset at it. I think it's going to end up playing into something with Betty, for sure. That like, this is like Betty's favorite song, or this is what she's... And I tried to remember if it was from something specifically. So if anybody does know if this was like a Betty song from one of the later episodes of Adventure Time, let me know. Otherwise, I think it's something that we're, we're going to be newly introduced to, that, that why that song itself is important. Okay, yeah. Well, Kate 
you know, Kit comes out and almost gets run over by a car. And we see Astrid, I believe is her name. She's still mm-hmm. there trying to get her book because she can't sleep without it. But I had my best laugh in, in this moment when Cake kind of jumps over a wall and un- unbeknownst to her and the audience, she falls off of the human island, and <laughs> just free falls, you know, and you're thinking, oh, she's going to die or like this could be uh, very damaging to her. And she's she's fine. She's a cat. Cats can yeah. fall from insane heights and be oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I had a note and I was like, how did she not die? And I forgot, like, the, was it cats don't have a terminal velocity? Like, I believe or their, uh, something their like that is the case. Highest yeah. velocity that they can even reach falling is not enough to kill them. I want to say I read somewhere, <laughs> this is kind of random, I, you know, 30 meters. If they're above 30 meters, they're less likely to get hurt than when they're uh, below 30 meters or within that range. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's true or not, but Kate goes and hits some trees and stuff. And we just have to assume, you know, like maybe there isn't the terminal velocity, uh, velocity, velocity, or whatever, velocity isn't a thing for cats. I don't, I don't know. I'm very fat. I have to look that up. I guess we'll just um, have to buy some cats and like throw some, them off the no, cliff and just, I don't and think just we can test do it that. out, you know? Then we'd have to buy, buy cats, and I can't do that, Ned. I don't like cats. I can't do don't that. Don't want to buy the cats. Unless, even I don't if want you, to buy the cats. Throw them. <laughs> well, I thought, well, so she uh, <laughs> passes out in the tree, though, and then gets woken up by the butterfly, which I think is is really cool. At the, you know, I, I was trying to figure out before, you know, is there any significance to the end credit scenes in each of the episodes when they're kind of dreaming? They have a dream bubble about something, and, um, the one from last week, I think, is is the a, a butterfly with a smile on its back, uh, perched on the bone mask of the magic bear. So this, I don't know if each little dream is just alluding to something in the next episode, um, from the last one and the next one, because like the dream from this one is now you just see it's apples in the back of a truck with a wheel falling off. Hmm. We have the apples in this episode, so maybe the trucks in the next episode. Maybe. They might be doing like a give and take thing there, but I just thought it was cool to just note that the butterfly woke her up. And now we do know that they are doing something with those little dreams, you know? Ned, tell me about this damn ice wizard. What is going on with that guy? He's yeah, got I a think gym eye, chicken feet. Do we know? In, uh, yes, we do. Um, I'm trying to figure out how this is one thing I had a big note. I'm not going to spoil anything, but. Okay. You did see that there are obviously it's the ice. It's called the ice thing, by the way. Just we'll keep referring to it as that. The ice thing is missing one of the uh, jewels. Uh, in the um, last episode, they do kind of an, a montage at the end of the show, and we see how the ice thing loses that one. It's just like it's not like anything dramatic or anything. Um, however, I do think. You know what? No, never mind. I'm going to save that for next week. Yeah, I, I just thought fine. about something, and we'll I'm going to save that for next week. Um, Let's we'll save it. But we can we can talk about my lovely of this episode. Okay, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, lovely. Who we're introduced to next? It's the squirrel man. I Your mean, squirrel. Oh, he was almost my most punchable. At the are end you? Of the day. There's no way, Ned. It's He's like so I, I good. Half, I half love him for who he is, but then I half like he gives her the apple, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I didn't tell you those are cursed." Now you have to come <laughs> along with me. Like, he does that to Finn in Up a Tree when he uh, he's yeah, like, yeah, but he oh, really yeah, didn't that know apple. in Up like, a Tree. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, well, I didn't tell you. Like apples make you smaller. Well, good luck, and he runs away. And I'm like, that's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, he just that's seems fine. like 
just just enough to be untrustworthy, but also just enough to not like bail on him completely and and obviously save his life from his little creepy switchblade yeah. hanging out tree friends. No, he's my lovely Ned because, look, sorry I ran into you. Uh, do you want to exchange information? <laughs> Which, the intro bit's great. Insurance, I love it. Uh, if you need it explained to you, I don't know why <laughs> I did that. Um, no, but he's just so good. He's he's oblivious. He's a squirrel. He's oblivious. Uh, he farms and sells cursed apples. He's constantly kind of second-guessing himself. The poor guy, uh, he is on the run from a cult non-stop and he's still not a flying squirrel in case you were curious he's still just a normal squirrel um and sort of has that lazy attempt at the end of the episode where he sort of tries to help cake but really just throws a strawberry and misses and then he goes huh oh well and then runs off but it's his rants it's his subtle comedy i just can't help but love it you know Mark Marin had to have taken some, I don't know, maybe improv or something, some sort of a role in helping to write that comedy because it did feel a little bit up his alley. Yeah. Um, but I just like, really like enjoyed this It's kind of dry. That's good. I'm, I, I mean, like, I enjoyed him, like I said, but it, it wasn't my, it's not my, it, it's not my favorite character in this episode. It wasn't my favorite character in the Up Tree episode well, either. Might be this my lovely. This kind of gives me a weird vibe. Episode two. Do you want to know my lovely? Yeah, I would love is to. The, I wanted to call him just the stick man, but I realized that that was kind of too vague. But what, in that's the end in it of, for like two sec or half a second? Yeah, yeah, the squiggly, <laughs> the squiggly stick man, like the tiny, there was a lot, lots of like log men and like stump men, but the tiny squiggly stick man with like the big cartoon looking eyes was definitely my lovely of the episode because that well, is one of my... Well, you have to explain that. You got to explain It's got to be one of my favorite designs of like a sentient... Uh, being of adventure, like not just like um a bear or a dog or like something that shouldn't be alive that's alive. I think that's one of my favorite designs of that so far. Like in the, okay. in the entire show, I just thought it yeah. looked hilarious. I want adventures of Squiggly Twig. Well, man, my lovely is freaking trying to run away from his bossy ass old roommates. Uh, that wouldn't allow him to do anything before he left the tree, and then cue his kind of tree, like PTSD, I guess, of being in a cult, like moment, which is, mm -hmm. again, a great little giggle for me. Um, but he's just, just trying to sell apples, man. And they're yeah. just hunting him down and trying to get him. And uh, Cake saves the day with her scratches, her little scratches. Uh, just just he's being going feral. Yeah, going feral, boys. <laughs> yeah, it, it leads me back to... When did we talk? We talked about this like forever ago. Um, as a theoretically speaking, from just an old episode from season four about how like is the oxygen level in ooh enough to make like humans, like old old humans, not new humans and not like it, it, beings of ooh, like stronger slash more powerful because Fiona doesn't seem to have any skill. Uh Cake is just a cat, and Cake mm. ends up fighting off, you know, all of these woodland creatures porcupine um and an owl with a switchblade a cyborg squirrel <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. a cyborg beaver cyborg squirrel i don't um, know i couldn't tell as just a cat and i think it, it just goes back into my all theoretically speaking that like you as kind of like the an og true human slash person of the world 
have like a little bit of extra human power, a little bit of extra strength than than normal. No doubt. I wonder what the gravity is there too. Like there's so many things that we just don't really have a, you know, a realistic, you know, example for or reasoning for, but yeah. I don't know. I, I'm curious about that as well. I mean, Fiona's not super powerful. She can't jump super high. She's kind of stuck in like what we would assume to be like worldly boundaries or, or things that we could do. And Finn could, you know, I don't know, man, do double backflips on flat land to a higher branch or something stupid like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. The, interesting. the way that Finn does it, you, maybe you have to train with the gravity, but, uh, it, it yeah, would make sense. Know. The earth got like getting knocked off an axis and gravity being shifted and, and you never know. Yeah. Maybe it would be less, right? Because a giant part of the earth is missing. It's missing. Yeah. That's like whatever explosion happened could have knocked the earth off. It's, it's normal, mm. like gravitational, was it a gravitational axis or something like that? Also has a different gravitational pull if it has a different mass to it. Too. Uh, no, and if it's no, chunk- we're getting into we're, we don't have degrees for this conversation. <laughs> we need to move on. <laughs> That's the you know point. what I do have That's a degree for? I've got a degree for uh, talking about market stands because that's what I want to talk about. You want to talk about market stands? I want to talk about the market stands. They are so damn good, dude. I got (laughs) five market stands that were my favorite that I saw, which is this this episode is full of little bits and jokes. Mm -hmm. If you aren't loving this episode, go back and rewatch it and maybe try to focus on that aspect of it because there are so many good ones. The market stands are okay portraits, which... I think he's drawing a house or something and it's some sort of an animal. So not even a portrait of the animal at all. Uh, Stuff I found in an old well. That was Um, my favorite one. Yeah, that's a great (laughs) one. Some tree dude who's selling things that I found in an old well. Very Zelda-esque of him. Um, Please find, or please, comma, the fish, which clever comma. I mean, if that comma is anywhere else, that's an interesting stand. Please, the fish. Uh, the next one is My Finest Offspring, which is a, a hilarious <laughs> title for a stand. And then My Neighbor's Things is my favorite one, where my it's just some things. dude who just stole things from his neighbor and started selling yeah, them. Yeah, and started selling them. So that, uh, it alludes to either everything in this market is either stolen or cursed at the end of the day. Um I think it's kind of cool too, man, because I, I love looking at this marketplace and how massive it is, right? And it's huge. Like now it's like layers on top of each other. It seems like there's just hundreds and hundreds of these vendors. But in the past, we would see the marketplace and we only saw um, in in uh, the episode where Finn gets the armor um, that there was probably only like, what, 20 vendors maybe, tops. And it was kind of like just like a little baby village that now this is, I think, this kind of growing economy of ooh now has this centralized hub of of marketplace, which is cool. Yeah, and it, it feels a little bit like a black market of sorts because some of yeah. the things that are being sold probably shouldn't be sold. I mean, one of them's like fancy weapons or something like that. You know, I mean, can't just be going around selling that anywhere. But it's a it's a great scene, and of course, the angry fruit or what is it, special fruit with the angry. Um, guy, I don't know what his yeah, power angry was, the berry or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, for whatever reason, bananas aren't for sale, which I just, that's a great little bit in there. But as the squirrel is doing the rant that I said at the beginning of this episode, just talking about being an apple trader, 
for his life and, you know, the pros and cons of that, I suppose, is all that's happening. If you notice, Kate, the cat, kind of turns into a penis for a moment and... I'm, yeah, I'm for I sure gonna that, have to post about it, but it's, it's way too obvious. I don't know if it was a penis or if it was just dog. I, I got the, in, the inkling that it was just like a huge butt, like the, her her butt grew really big. But I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on phallic shapes. But I think you're probably right there. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not probably trying wrong to, you there. know. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm, I'm constantly picking up on phallic shapes. I said it twice this episode, but <laughs> I was always know. looking for the wiener in each show. No, uh, whatever. Uh, you got me, Ned. You got me. Uh, cake song. Can we talk about cake song? Let's move on. <laughs> what did you think about cake song? I had mixed reviews. Yeah, I think I did too. Uh, Cake is just fully embracing this new world and just totally loving it. Uh, You know, something to gnaw on, something to claw on. But again, it's that moment where it's like, Cake, you're not, you're being a bad guy. You're kind of destroying half the marketplace while you're doing this. The pillow guy that you mentioned earlier was cheering for you, was clapping for you. I was cheering for you. (laughs) (laughs) And you ripped him in half. Ripped him in half. Well, that's, I I was going to say, like, despite what's going on during the song, the song itself, I the only couple of things that peeved me is the way it ended. It's just her going like, no, no, and then clawing and clawing and no, and then it kind of mm. like went on a little too long, a little bit. Okay. But yeah. it also got cut like in the middle. Like it starts, I love the way the song starts. I love kind of the first part of the song. And then it cuts to a different scene and then cuts back to her finishing the song. So I think it kind of threw me off that the first part of the song I did, I I thought was really, really good and fun and had a good rhythm. And then the kind of end of it just gets chaotic. Uh, and I didn't like mm. the end of it. So well, do you oh, have, half and half. Yeah, I, I feel okay about it. I honestly, it didn't hit like my top favorite songs of this season so far, but it's good. It's fun. You know, I, I'm curious though, do you have any thoughts on the hot dog? going from being sentient to being just a normal hot dog. Is yeah. there anything about that that strikes you? I mean, it's got to be a Prismo, right? Or it's, some sort it of is a Prismo. The, the blip, it, like the, it's the same sound blip that whenever Prismo, like when Prismo, which you know, like when he sent Jake the pickles, um, it's that same blip noise. Um, and when you mm-hmm. slow it down, it is his uh, like coloration. I think, and you know it we 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 had it as our theoretically speaking but the fact that um oh shoot i don't know how to say this without kind of super spoiling it but the fact that fiona and cake are not in their own universe um i think has the ability to mess up uh aspects of this universe like it's kind of like mm. with, um oh my gosh no well, i agree there's some I totally sort of movie agree, that they're that they go. That like, was oh, my theory as well. Yeah, like, you're not supposed to be here, and then it like messes up the physics of stuff, like pretty much. Um, yeah, totally. It's just going against from, the like, laws magic. of of whatever the world is, right? I I thought it was yeah. just straight up their presence, Fiona and Cake's presence, and Ooh is messing up some sort of a fabric of the universe. Like there yeah. are things that are allowed to be happening. There, are, you can go from one dimension to another dimension if your dimensions are linked by some sort of a portal. But you can't go from whatever, you know, mind world that or someone's mind that Fan and Cake were living in to the main world. That was the only thing I could think of. And so that's why Prismo has a beeping on his remote. And my mind was, hey, this is warning. You got to fix this because this should not be the case. And yeah, I haven't well, seen the next and episode. Remember, but 
remember how we said like, are these the true Fiona and cake? And then once the ice King turned back to Simon, you know, their world just became normal, lost all the magic. So them being around all of this, Ooh, magic stuff. Maybe they they essentially like cake smacking the hot dog sucked the magic out of it essentially because yeah. it's like almost mm-hmm. like everything that they touch they can kind of infect it with their quote unquote like boring worldness. Yeah, hmm. smacking the hot dog sucked the smacking magic the, out of it. Smacking the <laughs> smacking the magic out of that hot dog. Ned, <laughs> Ned Pruitt quote it. Everybody Here post it that is. on Twitter. <laughs> Smack the magic out of that hot dog. <laughs> uh, no, overall though, those are good thoughts. That those are actually really yeah. good thoughts. I like that yeah. a lot. I mean, really, I don't, I don't have too much on this episode. Like, it's like you hit the hammer on the head when you just said, you know, it was really fun. Um, I like how it it bridged the gap. It brought them into the the world without it. Just again, feeling like we're all just like it's everything's mega dramatic. It can still be Adventure Timey, and then. Uh, my last thing I really, really liked about the episode is that essentially as soon as Kate gets there, realizes everything's magic, slept super great in the grass under the tree or whatever, um, Kate's like, I don't think I really need Fiona anymore. Like, Kate's mm, a, mm-hmm. almost, until Kate gets put in the, the stocks, obviously, Kate's like ready to move on with her life. Yeah, which is know? the opposite of Fiona. Fiona gets there, she's freaking pumped yeah. about this new world. And also has a really creepy, weird interaction with Simon where Simon's like throwing the evil chuskus at her face and like rubbing it in her head and being like, basically ranting about like, you're not real. This is just a manifestation of Ice King's madness. And then you have, again, creepy technology with Astrid being able to take a hair of Kate the Cat and find exactly where she was. Kind of weird. But she's totally just like, okay, I got to go find my girl. I got to go find cake. And then we can enjoy this world. That's her yeah, only priority. Yeah. That, and that, that's the huge thing is that cake just like immediately runs off falls. And then she's like, just having the time of her life in this market. And again, I guess it's the first time you kind of gain as a cat, like I can talk with everybody around me and I'm like a functioning member of the yeah. society here versus their old life. Right. But then yeah, Fiona, wants the magic in the world and she loves this this new human you know crazy futuristic vibe but the first thing she does is immediately leaves that to go find cake like doesn't yeah, doesn't want to go honor. explore doesn't want to go um i don't know get a snack <laughs> like she just immediately hops off the bike <laughs> with astrid yeah um and i love how astrid also like thinks that fiona's just cosplaying the, the cosplay, like, yeah, wow, just you're another like, super fan. <laughs> wow, that's like, uh, that's so, um, method, uh, method acting. Yeah, so, yeah. Method, <laughs> so method, man. Like, um, uh, but it's cool. It's glad, that, glad that she gets the hat. That's for sure. So, you, yeah. you start to get that little taste that you're going to have true Fiona and Kate coming up. Do you want more Astrid? Episode. Do you want Astrid to come no, back? I don't, I don't want too much more Astrid, except for the fact that. They might be having her in this show enough. So however it ends, Fiona's going to pass the torch to her. Um, hmm. That essentially... Yeah, maybe one day. She's going to be, cool. be She's going to be maybe a... Not the key, but a piece of the puzzle that comes together at the end. Hey, man, my, from yeah. fan to hero. I mean, is that not what exactly. Finn was? Finn was a fan of Billy's and mm-hmm. then eventually became the hero himself. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I, I think they're they're teeing it up very well, either apprentice style 
or a passing of the torch, a next generation mentality yeah. that Astrid's the next generation for sure. Dude, I I don't think I had a most punchable character this episode. Maybe the I, owl. I kind of, you know, he's got a nice yeah. little dagger thing going on, but I don't know. I could do without those animals. I like the squirrel for himself, just constantly, constantly uh, kind of debating internally, like whether or not he's on the right path. And hey, I feel like that's that's me. Maybe that's why he's my lovely. I'm just yeah. constantly like, hmm, do I, you know, my lesson, actually, we can get into my lesson real fast because it's kind of relate and it relates to this entirely, actually. Um, my lesson was work on instinct. Uh, and if you need a snack, go get a snack. I mean, shoot. And then I was going to say, do I like working my nine to five? Uh, that <laughs> doesn't fully, <laughs> that knows where this is going. That doesn't fully align with my hopes and dreams. No. Do I take advantage of the snacking opportunities that my job provides? Yes. Would I like to move closer to my friends and family? Yes. Am I ready to stop working in the music industry? No. My instincts are telling me that I got to go get a snack, Ned. So we got to we gotta wrap this one up. But we got to wrap this one up. I got some I got some kava waiting on me. I don't got a big old bowl of kava waiting on me. I'm excited. But that's my lesson is work on instinct. And I don't know. I don't know if it really relates all that much, but that's <laughs> what Cake was doing. And Cake was kind of being a bad person. So maybe don't work yeah, on instinct. Maybe don't work on instinct. Maybe figure figure yourself out pretty well. But um, I had one lesson. It pertains to that. The same. If you got a good song to sing, don't screw other people's up doing a stupid singing montage to sing it out loud. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be a drama kid that just uh, sings your drama, drama songs in the hallway kid. and nah, no. and, uh, and knocks everything over because you're singing your spring musical song. No, be a drama kid. Do be it. A drama, be a drama kid. Don't don't go knocking around. Don't, don't be, be a douche about it. <laughs> don't be a douche about it. Yeah, don't be a douche about singing your songs. Maybe that's so that maybe goes that's for the anybody. Lesson. That goes for sports kids. Just all the kids, you know. True, true, <laughs> very true. Man, I oh gosh, it's it is cool. I gotta say, I'm really loving this spinoff. I like, and it doesn't even feel like a spinoff. Like I. I think this has been so far three episodes in one of my favorite sequel series that I've seen mm -hmm. in a long time. And I, I think I'm liking it more, not more than season five so far because season five has started off so good. I'm going to tell you, man, there's for next but, episode, oh. it's going to be a little hard to not spoil a few things, but man, the, the next episode, I can tell you it ties up a lot of loose ends and it gives a lot of explainer and it's almost it almost leads me to believe like what they had planned with fiona and cake was supposed to be in the original show and they just kind of like ran out of opportunity to like finish their little puzzle that they started and so i mm. love the fact that they're just finishing this out and it was very That's well phenomenal thought. it's very well thought through and it's in the past, I was just like, oh, man, they're just like screwing with people and like making up canon out of the blue. And now it's like all explained. So I'm very excited to chat through next week. Damn. I love that, dude. What's your lesson? Do you have a... That was, that was my thoughts? lesson. Oh, that was your lesson? Uh, remember, don't... don't uh, I don't... Oh, yeah. Be a, That's right. Don't be a dick singing your songs. <laughs> I just didn't like it. So I guess I didn't <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> didn't, didn't think it was good enough. It wasn't, a, it wasn't as no, put it's together a, it's a great as my, lesson. Uh, it's a my great deep lesson, lessons. But 
I don't I don't want to discourage anyone from singing because I just love singing. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm just messing that. Uh, well, where can all these lovelies now follow us since today is our Patreon oh, launch day? I know. We should have we should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. We've got a link tree. Go click on it. It's on all our socials, and it'll take you. There's a chance for you to sign up as a patron to support the podcast. It'll help us so much with paying, you know, production and then also cost of stickers and things like that. And just, I mean, the amount of time that we've we've put into this. But regardless, it's all if you want to support. You don't have to. But there is another podcast that we're doing on the Patreon called uh, NEA and Beyond that you'll get if you're a 5 or $10 subscriber, uh, which are called Lovelies and Sexies, of course. Um, but of if course. you just want to give to the podcast and don't necessarily need to listen to NEA and Beyond, there's also a $1 option where you could sign up. Just kind of help support us a little bit, for help only, us pay our bills. For only the cost of a, of a cup of coffee a month. Oh my gosh, I hate that though. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, I mean, literally, if you do the $1, you'll get uh, the newsletter and then you will also get the ability to vote in polls if we ever have polls for like what to talk about on an episode or or something like that or like what do you think about something. Um, And I'm sure it will guide as we move forward how the podcast progresses, like what spinoff, what movie should we do in between seasons, Mm -hmm. that sort of a thing. Um, yeah. So very excited about that. But if you're a five or 10 tier, which are basically the same, it's just do 10 if you can financially give that and want to, um, because for some reason you like us that much. I don't know. Because you want to be called bit, a sexy. Instead yeah, of just you want to be called a sexy. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's weird being uh, having people be patron or patrons for you, but we've had a few people sign up already and I'm incredibly thankful and honored that they would support this thing that we're doing. But anyways, you can support us even just by checking us out on Instagram at never ending adventure podcast, Twitter at never ending adventure or cast. Uh, No, that's not right. TikTok, never ending adventure cast, Twitter, N E A underscore podcast, email us your thoughts, your opinions, get on the travelers log at N E A dot travelers log at gmail.com. Y'all, I, I'm just so excited this week. I do have a wreck for you. And maybe I've done this before. I didn't look to see if I've done this before. Ned, my wreck. Wow, there was a kid that just screamed outside and that sounded <laughs> terrifying. Um, yeah, that was wild. My wreck is the Arctic Monkeys. I don't know. Yeah. Are you a fan? Do you like the Ar- Arctic Monkeys? I don't dislike their music. I think I tried diving in really, really deep, maybe like a junior or senior in high school. And at the time, it didn't line up with my music taste because I was a little angstier as a 17-year-old. Now, every time I do hear them, I'm like, oh, it's enjoyable. Like, I would put that on, you know, during the dinner party or, you know, like, while I'm taking, like, like relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I've, I've never gone, like, a deep listen through them. Yeah, and I think you were angsty in the pop-punk form, correct? In yes. that time period. Yes. So this, I will say, the first two records, especially that first record, is super angsty in a unapologetically British way, which I just absolutely love. And I'm going to see them live tomorrow, which I've always wanted to see a live Arctic Monkeys concert. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm so pumped. If you haven't listened to them before, or if you've listened to AM, because AM was like all over the world, uh, and was like an international, had a couple hits on there. Uh, do I want to know? And then maybe um, 
can't think of the other big song. Are you mine? Um, those were pretty big songs, but I would highly recommend the first two records. They're just like raw, kind of punky British rock music. Mm. And it just feels so, so good and so angsty in the best kind of a way. I mean, I think that first record's called Whatever You Say I Am, That's When I'm Not, which just so wordy, so ridiculous. Why? I love it. It's great. Go check it out. Um, I bet that You Look Good on the Dance Floor is the main single from that record, and it's phenomenal. Now, what's your rec? My rec is a really good, really scary movies for spooky season. Um, so not anyone mm-hmm. in particular, just this like, and I didn't want to go spooky season as a whole either, but watching like all the scary movies, like last night, my wife and I watched uh Friday the 13th, which I like it ended. And I was like, man, that did not hold up in the realm of like actually being scary. So she went to bed and I watched the new evil dead movie, which was just gore and demons and mm. intense. And I was like, I like, cozy little spooky season nights with a good old with a good old scary movie so that's my recommendation yeah that's great dude none too is all over uh max hbo max yeah i didn't like the first the first one was dumb well i might still watch the new one but it freaks me out the commercial scares me i don't (laughs) that's the thing all the first none movie all the scary parts were in the commercial nothing in the movie was scarier (laughs) than what was in the commercials so that was like pretty bummed That's great. Well, hey, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We'll be back as soon as we can. I think we got to take maybe a little bit longer off than we had planned with some of these. um, Because we just have a lot going on. Trips and travels and weddings and craziness. So uh, we're going to be doing Simon Petrikoff, getting that up as early as possible next week, getting this one up as early as possible. I think Simon's already out. Oh, no, I'm saying when when we put it, when we put it out. So we'll be putting out maybe Simon and... Oh, no, sorry, not Simon Petrograva, Prismo. Yeah, Prismo. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as possible. And then Prismo might be uh, right. They'll release them, what, next Thursday night? So um, we'll probably be recording sometime next weekend. Too, so. Yeah. We'll just do the best we can. Uh, we got a lot going on. But, you know, we're super pumped to be going through this series. And we're so glad you're all here. And if, like I said, if you can, support us on Patreon. It means the world. And yeah, party forever. Mm, let's get it. <laughs>